Welcome to the first episode of Motive High, where we're going to talk about how public schooling could be a lot better. Welcome to the first segment of this episode, where public schooling could be improved. In this segment, we're going to talk about some of the more stupid or mundane rules that really don't need to exist in public schooling. And we're going to start off the list with no Advil. Like, really? I get it, We no outside pills allowed or anything, or medications, that's understandable, but like, not even the nurse has it. And I get it. Again, you're not allowed to have any outside medications, and Advil is an over-the-top counter medication that you don't really need for the nurse to have. So, I understand where the teachers and everyone is coming from, but like, what's up with not having it though? People get headaches, and I swear I've seen a couple teachers even use it. Like, I've seen them. I'm not blind. I can see. Come on, y'all. I've noticed. And again, it's like they think we're popping pills. No, we're not going to overdose on Advil, y'all. That's not how this works. Okay, some people can overdose, but like, I've never seen any source or story on any news outlet about people overdosing on Advil. Never. Never heard of it, and probably never will, because nobody will do it. <laughs> so that's one of the just stupid rules, and I don't understand that. But, again, I'm just here to give you guys my thoughts, and I can't really change that. And so the second point, second rule is going to be no cell phones. I understand it. No cell phones. It distracts you from school or quote-unquote, work um, from what you need to be learning in class. But some people can work way better with headphones on, like using music to focus in to what they're trying to do. I do it, and multiple other students do, from ages from super young to college students. And some people even at work do that. But we're still not allowed to have our phones. And sometimes, let's say, you don't get a Chromebook or something like that. Or your Chromebook breaks. Sometimes the teachers will be like, okay, go ahead, take out your phone and go ahead and use it, but make sure you're only using that. Those teachers are a little bit laid back and allow you to do it, so that's understandable. But what about the teachers who don't allow you to do it? So you're just sitting there not doing your work. Like, really? Am I supposed to just sit here and not do my work and just go over, grab, go like, okay, what do you, let me look on with you. What you looking at? Okay, so let me write this down. No, that's not how it should work. But again, it's just one of the rules that happens to exist. So again, just giving you guys my thoughts. The third one, wearing hats. I'm not a hat guy myself, but some people look good with hats on. And again, it's just a style choice. It doesn't block it doesn't block your face or anything, unless you physically make it block your face. 
And usually it doesn't. And I can understand some teachers being like, you can use notes, just turn the hat around or take it off during a test. Like, just, it's that simple. And some teachers even say, it locks your face from the camera. Not really, it really doesn't. Again, unless you're purposely blocking your face with the hat, it's not going to block your face from the camera or the camera's view. Last time I checked, there's cameras from different angles, at least in my school that I go to. And so the fourth one, seating charts. Like, really? Are you purposely putting us with students we don't like? Like, why would you do that? Because the point of seating charts is to get you more focused on what you're doing. But if you're sitting by a student you don't like, you're more worried about, am I doing something to annoy this student so they're going to start talking to me? Or, oh my god, this one student's not paying attention that I don't like and he has to sit beside me because of a stupid seating chart. Like, have they not noticed that? And anytime you do go to the teacher to talk about them, about about the seating chart, they don't care. I put you there because you might work with the person better, or I put you there because you're talking to your friends too much. We can still stand up and walk around because if they're that type of teacher and sometimes no they're very strict like sit down no getting up until unless you're throwing some paper away or you're sharpening your pencil like i understand those are more sitting charts are actually going to work but still it's not really working excuse me and it never really helps if i get in a seating chart, I'm an introvert. I will sit there and be like, I'm not talking to anyone unless I know you or you spark, spark a conversation up with me. I'm usually not going to talk. And they're like, get to know people. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> that's not happening. And here's the fifth reason. One of the fifth rules, not reasons. Um, can't use the bathroom during class or without asking. Really? You don't do that at work. You don't say, hey boss, um, can I go to the bathroom, please? No, just go. My opinion, you can't, I can't control when my bladder is like, man, you gotta go to the bathroom. Like, get up. You can't control that. That's something that's out of whack and crazy and like a roller coaster half the time. You can't just control it. But no. You can't go, or someone's already out. Really? What do you think I'm doing? Popping pills? Smoking? Vaping? No. I just need to go to the bathroom. I get it. Some students are older like high schoolers. You can hold it. Yeah, I can, but last time I checked, you get injured if you hold your pee for too long. But like, no, we gotta always hold it no no, that's just so stupid why would we do that so uh, those are some of the stupid rules of schooling and who knows maybe they'll change them later on in public schooling or not we'll see
Welcome to the second segment of how public schooling can be improved. We're going to talk about how, like, actually parts of how public schooling can be improved, some things. And the website I got this from was www.americanprogress.org. So, one of the first things we could do to improve school is provide a tutor for children performing below grade level. That makes sense. Go ahead and allow tutors for people who have a C or D or lower, C or lower. So, that's understandable because it makes sense if someone's not doing well, might as well have someone to help them, and should be free, free tutoring from the school, like after hours, maybe like an hour or two, and obviously make background checks on those tutors, like have they gone to jail before, hopefully not, <laughs> um, so there's one of the, there's, there's the first reason, the second reason is offer free breakfast and lunch for all students, regardless of income. Which makes sense, and in my opinion, school lunches cost way too much. Like, for a school lunch at where I go, costs $2.30. That's, wow. I can go, like, down to the farmer, no, farmer's market, that costs way too much. I go to, like, Walmart and get entire meal, like, dinner type of meal for that money. If you're spending your money properly. And one of the things from the article is 41 million Americans, including 13 million children, do not reliably have enough food to eat. And that's just, that's not fun. That sounds terrible. I have food to eat, but for any of those other children, especially ones with low income and having to pay for something that costs $2 sucks like that's tough that's not fun at all or and i get it sometimes you need you still need income from the dinner um lunches and breakfasts for the people who work at the lunch ladies or lunchmen okay then at least lower the price a little excuse me Lower the price to at least $1.15 or something. Because $2 is way too expensive. $2 and like 45 or 15 cents is way too expensive. In my opinion. Third reason. Ensure opportunities like technical training and work experiences for college. Like, I'm sorry, school doesn't really teach you anything for the so-called real world. Um, They don't tell you how to do taxes. And some schools are starting to add that in. Like, I took a class last year, but that was my freshman year. That's the problem. Freshman year. I'm not going to remember that by the time I'm a senior or I'm graduating. Maybe a little. Okay, I'll understand a little bit more than others, but still... That's just absurd. But some schools don't. And 
again, that's kind of, again, absurd. So they should add technical training. Like, if you want to do fire, um, have a field trip where you go to a fire station. Or you want to cook, go to a restaurant. Stuff like that needs to be added in, in my opinion. But we'll see. And the fourth reason, transition to 9 to 5 school days to better fit parents' needs. And in my opinion, that also helps for, like, students because like teenagers, high schoolers. They don't want to technically go to sleep until like late at night. So they don't even get enough sleep. So that helps parents and students. Like as a teenager, I can get more sleep. And go I can get more sleep, which makes me fully awake when I actually go to class. And here's one of the things from the article. Nearly half of all U.S. workers report not having any form of flexibility in their work schedules to, like, pick their children up. That's absurd. Like, that doesn't need to happen. But, in my opinion, we need to change it to 9 to 5. Teenagers get more sleep, parents are have more flexible schedules. And here's another thing from the article. Only around 45% of all public elementary schools offer before and after school care, and low-income schools are actually less likely to offer after-school programs. Like, let's say your parent works an hour away, and you just finished band, let's say, like band practice, and now you're sitting there waiting to get your your parent to drive you home. They have to finish work because, well, they're your only income because they're a single parent or something. And that's just absurd. So it going nine to five is way easier. And anyone who's after school, parents are already back. They're already back at their house, ready to pick you up. And that works so much better for parents and teenagers. So, that's going to work out so much better if we do something like that. Thank you guys for listening to the first episode of Motive High, and I'll hope to see you guys next week.